Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, welcome back to the show on this Wednesday. The question, you know, are we cleaning ourselves too much at our own risk? It would seem that the data might be suggesting that we are way too clean. And, you know, for the last 16 months, all it's been is masks and then squirt alcohol all over your your hands. And what's happening is that experts are now seeing allergy rates spike sharply in kids. And of course, for the last couple of decades, we've been seeing allergies in kids surging before the pandemic. But When you compare farm kids to city kids, farm kids get dirty. They inhale more dirt, and apparently that's keeping them safer than sanitized city kids. So what does bubbling kids long-term mean for their health in the future? Dr. Amira Ajnarain is a pediatric allergist, and this is your specialty. What are you seeing? Yeah, so you're 100% right. We've been seeing allergies skyrocket Um, especially in children as well. And so there are a few factors, and you kind of touched on a couple of them already. So one of the things about uh, bubbling the child, or also known as the hygiene hypothesis, is that Mm -hmm. what's happening is, you know, ultimately we have different arms of the immune system. And so when we're fighting bacteria as a child or something like having a cesarean section or how many antibiotics you've had or you know, you could think about it as how dirty you are, your immune system is actually activated. And so your body is fighting these different pathogens. But when that's not in the picture anymore, and you mentioned farm animals, that's a, that's a great example. You know, when you're constantly exposed to different pathogens, your body is fighting these off. But when you're not, you can kind of think about it. Another part of your immune system, which is the allergy side, is being activated. And then ultimately children are being you know, affected with all types of food allergies, environmental allergies, and um, asthma moving forward. So, so it is hmm. correct. We have been seeing that even in clinical practice. Well, I mean, back in my day, there'd be maybe one kid in hundreds that had like a severe allergy maybe to bees. And, and, you know, now schools are full of kids. They have peanut allergies, bee allergies, egg allergies. There's allergies to to fish, whatever. There's so many allergies. And so I fear moving forward, what are we going to see? Like, what is it that kids are not getting that will become, um, you know, long term a problem? Yeah, that's an amazing question, and we have been seeing this in clinical practice. I think there's a few factors that we have to think about, and I think the pandemic has actually worsened some of these. So Mm -hmm. the first thing we talked about already is, you know, being super clean and, and, um, you know, what does that lead to long term? Because we know that the gut bacteria and things that bacteria in the children does affect allergy moving forward. The other thing to think about is, you know, eczema. So one of the things we're Mm. seeing a lot, you know, you're cleaning your hands 100 times a day, clean your Mm -hmm. child's hands, which is, of course, the right thing to do during a pandemic. I definitely encourage that. But what we are also seeing is children are having more, for example, hand eczema or their eczema is getting worse. And what we know about eczema is that it can, when not controlled properly, it can lead to increasing food allergy. So, you know, you mentioned Mm. peanut, eggs, milk. These are things that we're seeing. And what's happening is, and the hypothesis is that when the barrier of the skin is broken down, what ends up happening is in the air, you're having, you know, peanut protein and this is being absorbed in the child's skin. And then when they're eating these foods for the first time, they unfortunately have an anaphylactic 
food allergy. And the list just gets bigger and bigger, as you mentioned, fish, eggs, dairy, et cetera. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it got so bad for my son with, with the sanitizer that his his hand and he does get um, eczema. I mean, his hands were so red and chafed and cracking that I just said, don't put any more of that stuff on your hands at all. Like I just because it was doing a lot of damage to him. And then I, you know, I, I realized a couple of weeks ago, I was like, you know, he has not had a cold in 16 months. And I think a lot of parents or a lot of people would look at this and, and say, well, that's terrific. But I'm mm-hmm. actually quite concerned the next cold he does get is going to be terrible. Because yeah. they just haven't had the time to build up immunity to what's coming next. Yeah, so that's a great, you know, you think about it, whether you're a child or an adult. When I started my pediatric residency at Sick Kids, I literally was sick for a year straight because I was exposed to child after child. Right. I was sick all the time. And now I feel like my immune system is rock solid. But, you know, what you're saying is accurate in that, you know, children are not getting sick. They're not being exposed to other children. They're not getting bacteria. They're not feeding this back and forth. And, you know, it will be interesting to see long term. Um, I mean, this is we're still in this pandemic, right? So what does that look like moving forward? We're already seeing even pre-pandemic the the rates of um, food allergies, asthma, seasonal allergies um, go up. And so it is interesting to see how is that going to pan out long term. Another factor I think that's important to note is that, you know, we've learned through early introduction of these food allergens are important. So you were saying in your time, you know, no one had a peanut allergy. What we're seeing now is parents are nervous to give their children Mm. peanut butter, eggs, dairy for the first time because it's a pandemic, because what if their child has a reaction? They have to go to the hospital during a pandemic. And that's actually feeding into the problem because by not introducing your child to these allergens as early as four to six months, you can actually lead we've shown that 85 percent of children uh, food allergies we could actually prevent by introducing early so it's actually we're, yeah. we're seeing the opposite right people are so scared to go to the hospital or the child is going to react so then they're not getting exposed so that's another factor and, to think about yeah and i'm sure we'll find out more data in in the months to come on this i mean there's a lot of debate over you know should the kids go back to school with masks or not um you know i try to keep my son out of masks as much as possible because i don't want him to be so sanitized but you know, what do you recommend moving forward to parents, especially those who have ba- babies and children born into this thing, who have probably been wrapped in bubble wrap? Yeah, so that's so that's a great question. I think, you know, it's all about risk and benefit and, and your own family and what your own levels of comfort is. I think one factor to think about is these the vaccines are um, getting approved for younger and younger age groups. So that will be something that allows children to be vaccinated. And then this whole the mask debate might be something that we don't have to talk about because as you know of course you put a mask mm-hmm. on you're and it, it, it's important to prevent the spread of covid however you're also not allowing other types of germs and things to happen between children right so it's it's, it's preventing most of the germs from being transferred now in terms of babies you know i think that by the time vaccines are allowed for children it's going to be you know a lot for that young age group will be a while from now and I, you know i tell my friends there's no evidence about this, but I say to them, look, like, you know, it's all about risk and benefit. When your child is outside in the backyard, you know, I, I would just let my child play in the dirt, get dirty. You know, they've been yeah. showing that early inter- exposure to different animals, like go to a farm, there's different zoos, like just expose your child, you know, every time they're in an area that you're, you think is safe, whether it's your backyard or even, not, you know, in your house, it doesn't have to be a constant, like, wipe their hands. And, and, you know, they've even showed that kids, for example, pacifiers, um, you know, if your pacifier falls on the ground, they've shown that children that parents will just take the pacifier and suck on it and put in their kid have lower rates of allergy than children whose pacifiers are like washed in water and sanitized with soap. So that's just something simple like that, you know, exposing them when you can in a way that doesn't, you know, spread COVID, of course. 
It always seems to be the second and third child. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like twenty uh, second rule. Don't worry about it. Is there any correlation? Do you find that the firstborn tends to be the more allergenic, or is that just a myth? Well, actually, so there is evidence to show that having more children in the house itself, um, it, so. It, actually reduces um, risk of allergy, right? So you can think about it. It's probably a combination of parents being more relaxed with their second, third, yeah. fourth child. <laughs> um, but it's also by exposure, right? So you could think about, yeah. you know, child one has no siblings. Child four has three older siblings who go to school, who come home with different germs and expose this child, baby to them, right? So it's, it's actually a combination. So there is evidence to show that having multiple children within a household can reduce um, allergy risk versus having just the one child. Um, and I think it's more just from a germ exposure and your, your last child has three other older siblings that are bringing home all kinds of things versus your first one is you have paranoid parents plus no mm-hmm. other children, right? So it's a combination for sure. Well, I appreciate you sharing your time with me and uh, giving parents a heads up because uh, I think this is a headline worth watching. But uh, hopefully Thank we'll you. get you on back again when we've got more data. Thank you so much, doctor. I know My you're very pleasure. Busy. Have a lovely day. Thank you. Thank you. That is Dr. Amira Ajnarin, and uh, she's a pediatric allergist. And so there you go. Consider yourself warmed. Uh, the, the, these precautionary bubble measures, they do come with a cost, and we're seeing it. Stay with us here. Alex Pearson on Point, and this is Global News Radio.